Welcome, everyone, to another edition of our weekly Wednesday Lunch and Learn, where I have the fortunate opportunity to get to interview some of the top agents all across the country. Today, I'm delighted to have Sonia Johnson, who is at eXp out of the Boston market. We're going to learn a lot about the local area, what's been going on since the shelter-in-place happened. We'll learn about how she got into the business herself. And but, However, before we get into the interview, um, the same standard message as before, you know, if you're if renting right now, I mean, there's a lot of people that have been migrating out from like higher rental markets like a San Francisco, Cupertino, Mountain View, these areas, they're paying a ton in rent. A lot of them can ultimately just buy a place all over the Bay Area, given how low interest rates are. So it's been incredible to see that. At the same time, if you're looking for a trade up or even to sell your house, uh, it's hard to argue a better time to make those changes. So it really depends on where you're at with your timeline. Um, there's a lot of things happening in the market right now. But before, uh, but without further ado, I do want to introduce Sonia. Thank you so much for joining. And please tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been in the business. Hi, my name is Sonia Johnson. I've been in the business for 21 years. I practice real estate full-time north in the North Shore of Boston and consider myself a 24-7 agent. So I've been in it full speed for 21 plus years. Wow. And what did you do prior to real estate? What, what industry or career did you have? Um, prior to having children and in the beginning of having children, I worked for Digital Equipment Corporation. So uh, then I took a seven-year break and came to Massachusetts from Maine. And my realtor actually got me involved with real estate. Interesting. So, yeah. It's always been in my blood though. I've always loved it. And my parents used to take us to open houses for fun when we were kids. So nice. Um, I've always had an enjoyment of seeing houses. Nice. So tell us about the trajectory. Like, was it a fast start? Was it kind of a slow and steady progression? Tell us about the beginning. Oh, the beginning was, um, a little bit torturous. I was new to the real estate business in a small town. Um, people knew me and trusted me, but knew that I was new to the business. So it definitely took a few years for people to have trust in me. Back then, uh, you actually did have people walk into an office and look for help or call and would take anybody randomly. So I did get lucky a few times with people that didn't know who I was. And took trust in me. So it, it took three years of people seeing my signs for them to understand that, you know, I was selling property and was getting experience. Now, did you do it full time when you first started? Or was it a part time thing? It, it was a little bit part time, but I, I had my heart and soul into it. So I definitely put a lot of free hours into trying to get business but it did take a long time and I had a family, young kids, so it wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. And then why don't we fast forward to now? Like, can you share production levels where things have gone? Is it a good year this year for you? Is it not as good? Like where, where are things kind of going? This is definitely my best year ever, which is crazy because I thought last year was, and then prior to that, I thought the year before was. So awesome. um, yeah, this has been unbelievable. And I don't know if it's because of the company I'm with. I, I think it's just the times and the resources have made my life a lot easier being with EXP. But um, I will say that I never in a million years would have imagined I would have gone past last year. So 
Um, and I've already hit that about a month ago. So I'm in for a very good year. Nice. So you're going to, it sounds like you're going to do maybe 30, 30% more than what it was last year. And last year was a really good year for you. Yeah. I, you know, at. I don't know the percentage and I don't keep track of sales, but I, I do keep track of my commission. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, no, I, <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm basing it on. Right. Right. Um, and I guess the last couple of years, I, almost historically throughout my career, I've leaned or I should say 07 was probably my turning point. Uh, the middle of the recession was probably the year that I made number one agent in the area where many people were dropping out of the business because they weren't getting business. So mm -hmm. um, that was my transition year, I will call it. Um, since that point, I would say my business is 50% buyers, 50% sellers. But the last two years, I'd say, have leaned more heavily towards listings. So. I don't know what that means, but those are the only percentages I'm really looking at. <laughs> that is awesome. And so tell us about the local market right now. Um, is it a really hot market? Like, is it better to be on the buy side or the listing side? Things do things sell very quickly. What what's going on locally? Yeah, it, it's been crazy. Even during the pandemic, there was one quiet week, but otherwise people were coming to my community. I live on the North shore of Boston. I can see the ocean from my house. And so a lot of people with the pandemic are looking for a better place to call home. And just being 30 miles like Northeast of Boston, we're on the commuter rail. A lot of people were flowing and continue to flow out of the city. So we're seeing droves and droves of people coming into our already um, small, uh, non-transient town. So there's very little inventory available. So when a house does come on the market in and around this community, they it's you know it's multiple offers over asking. Uh, people just really want to call this area home. So it's been crazy. <laughs> Is it all selling? Sounds like probably within a week. Then is that fair oh, to yeah. say? Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Okay. I strategize all of my listings right. so that, you know, it gives a good five days on the market. Um, so mm -hmm. a lot of people can get into the property and that I'm working in my seller's best interest to get highest and best offer by the end of that time period with like an offer deadline. So mm -hmm. yeah, if it's priced right, it's definitely selling and usually significantly over asking. And what is the average sales price in that area? Or at least a range of what you do, what you deal yeah, with. Yeah, I would say um, you really can't get a decent house much below five hundred thousand. So I would say you know the three to four bedroom, two to two and a half bath, maybe two thousand to twenty five hundred square foot home is probably running five fifty to six fifty that range. So in there. And then are there, is it mostly single family in that community? So is it, is it considered a suburbs? Like are there many yeah. condos and townhomes? There are, there are condos and townhouses and those are selling quickly too. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. So it's all, all types of properties are just selling quickly. Yeah. Yep. Even the rental market, I do a little bit of um, seasonal rentals in the Oceanside community and, um, you know, had a little bidding war a couple of weeks ago with a couple of those. So, and again, people just looking to get out of the city. So is it, um, is it a pure migration from Boston or are there other areas too? Mostly Boston, but um, we're also kind of a retirement community, if you will, even though okay. I never really thought of us as being so, but a lot of people my age that kids are graduating college or going to college, 
looking to downsize or not necessarily downsize, but come to the ocean and just have their kids come visit them there. Mm -hmm. So we were already seeing that, but now, now we're seeing people that just want to get out of the city. Interesting. Got it. Okay. And like, how do you see things moving forward? I mean, we have the election coming on. So there on one other, some people may have concerns, but the, at the same time, it doesn't seem like momentum is slowing down. So how, how do you feel? How do your buyers feel as of, you know, going into September, which is just a few days later? I know, I know. It's really strange. Typically, election years are a slow year while people wait out to see what's going to happen. And you would have thought, four years ago would have been that, but it wasn't. And now, um, so far, we're not seeing a slowdown, which is really crazy. But I think the state of the world and the interest rates by us are like two and a half percent or something crazy. So, um, you know, people have money in the stock market mm -hmm. and they are looking to burn it right now or buy a house for really low interest. So I feel like everybody is trying to get into that house before everything um, goes bad. I don't know. That's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that'll, I don't know if that'll I don't happen know if it'll either, go bad. Yeah, I know. I don't just... know. Cause we have a lot of people still looking for housing. So I don't yeah. know if it'll go bad. It just feels like it can't get any higher, but I don't know. And, uh, and what are our, when you, when you're doing listings, is it mostly like just people buying with a, a traditional loan or are people buying all cash? Like what, what do you see as the profiles of the buyers that, that are coming in? Um, I, I would say the younger folks are still financing and um, you know, there's a good chunk of people that still finance alone, but um, where I am on the ocean side, you know, there, there are a lot of cash buyers. So I do see, I do see a lot of cash. Really? And from yeah. the loan perspective, are they putting 20% down or given the price they can go They're You're accepting offers as three, 3% down. Yeah. Um, most are doing 20% so they don't have to pay the PMI. Right. Um, sorry. I have a cat that's sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <It's all> right. <laughs> We're coughing. I don't know what it is, but she's getting up there. Uh -huh. um, but um, yeah, I would say, you know, they're, half and half, maybe half my buyers are cash, half are financing, but most okay. of them are putting the 20% down so they don't have to pay PMI if they can. Got Otherwise it. they're really, you know, it's hard to get, it's hard to compete if you don't have 20% down mm -hmm. on some of the, you know, lower priced houses that aren't cash buyers. Mm -hmm. Got it. And then Offline, we were talked about your potential move, or maybe you are moving um, half of the time to Florida. Tell us, <laughs> tell me a little bit about kind of that thought. You you already have a home in Florida, and uh, how do you how do you plan to operate the business? So yeah, we bought a piece of property that happened to have a house on it <laughs> about six years ago, six and a half years ago during the recession, the tail end of the recession, just as a retirement option. And we really didn't anticipate that we would spend time there, but we we renovated it like the realtor down there suggested, and we were going to rent it. And every time we went down to check on it, we just fell in love with the area more and more. So we decided at some point, probably in maybe five or six years, to to have me do half and half, half up here, half down there. So I've been actively looking for somebody to help me up here in the 
in the half year that down the road, I won't be here. So mm -hmm. I do have my license down there, but right now it's just for friends and family. Interesting. What city is it or what area in Florida? It's um, the Southwest Florida. It's Punta Gorda, which is, okay. um, you know, it's in between Sarasota and Fort Myers. It's a boating community where we're big boaters. So really, um, okay. That's the drive. Yeah. Interesting. Got it. Do they have really nice beaches as well or not as much given it's a more boating community? Well, yeah, you're right. Good question. Um, the, the beaches on the Gulf are like the Caribbean, but yes, wow. this community does not have its own beach. Um, so you do have to get in a boat to get to the beach or drive to Venice or um, Englewood for the beach or for Got Myers. It. Yeah, I, I went way. to Sarasota many years ago. I mean, that has some of the nicest white, like clear beach I've ever seen in my life. It's yeah. crazy out there. It is. It's I mean, beautiful. it's better than it's better than the Caribbeans. I've been in the Caribbeans too. Like it's <laughs> yeah. it's really nice. Like it's yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. So it is it is nice to have that place. And um, you know, having my license in both places under the same umbrella is really beneficial for everything. So it's been great. That is really cool. So who would you be hiring locally in Boston right now? Then is it a a showing agent? Is it a buyer's agent? Is it just a, a regular agent? Like what's What's kind of your plan of what, how you want to have have support? So I'm looking for somebody with experience because I don't have time to train, um, right. and somebody with similar values and trust and all of that, which isn't always easy to find. But um, I have a couple people in mind right now. One that ended up getting really busy in her firm, so we're not in the same firm, and another gal who's willing to shift firms. Um, to make it look a little more professional rather than having someone from another company help me. Mm. Um, but anyway, yeah, so I'm still working on that. How exciting. And what is your makeup right now? Are you, are you a, just a pure solo agent? Do you have an assistant? What's your setup right yeah, now? No, I'm doing it all. I'm, I'm a control freak, unfortunately. <laughs> so yeah, I just work all the time, <laughs> every waking moment <laughs> that I'm not on the boat. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> I do make time for that though. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I guess this is a side question. I'm, I'm not a big boater. There's not as I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of yacht clubs here in the West Coast, but not as much for sure than the East Coast. Is that fair to say from your experience as a as a big boater? Like it just seems like there's way more harbors and, and clubs uh, out in the East Coast. But I may be mistaken. It may just be a different world for me. Yeah, you're you're in California, right? I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah, yeah. I would think there would be there, too. So I don't know. I mean, I know our coast is pretty rigid and there's a lot, lot of coastline. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know the answer to that, but um, I would think you would have more because you have better weather. So our weather is only good for a very small portion in the Northeast. We have, you know, maybe four months if we're lucky of boating weather. Yeah. Uh -huh. Got it. And how far was the farthest you traveled on a boat from where you're at? Yeah, what oh, was the from here. So, yeah. yeah, just only Boston, which was okay. two hours by water and it's 40 minutes by car. Um, uh -huh. No, I'd love to have a bigger boat to go further, but or the time to do it. But we haven't really ventured too far. Got it. And yeah. have you have you done anything different this year, given uh, like you, you mentioned about potentially it was the change of company that may have helped a lot with the with the streamline of different things. But was there, in addition to that, was there anything that you've, you made from a business perspective change 
that has contributed to the success that you're having, especially over the last couple of years? Was there anything different that you did? No, I don't think so. Just um, it's all referral based. So I, I don't think I've mentioned that yet, but um, I don't, I don't pay for leads. So it's all word of mouth from past clients and their referrals. So I feel really, really lucky about that. And I really try to protect my reputation. So that's been helpful in continuing my success. That's awesome. So it's all the businesses referral at this time. Yeah. Yeah. Except, I mean, I do help out um, a retirement community. I'm a referral agent only because the girl who recruits worked with me and liked me. And then, so I do, you know, I love working with older people. So I'm a referral agent for that company. So I do pay for those leads, but just, you know, I mean, I like working with old people and helping them. So <laughs> I don't mind, but otherwise I don't, I don't pay for leads. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's amazing uh, of the story. I mean, you're very, it's very lean, clearly, right? I mean, it's yeah. very lean on the marketing cost, very lean. There's no assistant. It's just you that works yeah. crazy hours. And, um, but that's awesome. It, it's, and that's the fun part about these weekly interview sessions, right? I mean, everybody is a top producer in their own way. Mm -hmm. You know, some people can grow a massive team. Um, some people like yourself, just solo agent spends very little on marketing dollars, um, but does a really good job you know, for a very long period. Mm -hmm. Right. So then you have the repeat business. And I think that's the, that's the fun of the, of the business itself is it, there's many ways to do well. Right. Right. Yeah. I'd say probably my biggest um, contribution to being successful is every year for probably 18 or 19 years, I've sent a letter out to my neighborhood and just once a year and it just goes over all the sales in the neighborhood along with one added um, information piece that's of value, whether it be like a reverse 911 phone number to contact or, you know, talking about we have septic systems. So it might be a topic of how to do a voluntary Title V or um, just some type of added value in my letter along with all the sales. And then I stick in one of those really tacky magnetic calendars to weight wow. it down. And I do send it first class mail. So people, I think initially were excited to open it to see what was inside. And then it would have that, you know, the sales of every year. And I've had so many people tell me that they have a folder of all of those newsletters of all the sales and oh how they get in their car, some of them and drive past them all. And they just love getting that one letter every year. So, um, you know, that I, I'd say that was probably my bi my biggest successful marketing campaign. And, you know, it might cost me, I don't know, $1,200 or something because I'm sending to about 850 houses. So, but, but it's worth it, you know, and, and it's been great. So that when, is my, when was the first year you did that? Like how long has it been now? Uh, I would say I've been doing them for at least 18 years. Wow. Yeah. So a long time. So I've changed firms three times. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but, um, but people kind of know who I am by my name, not my company. So that's worked out. Interesting. And curious, it's once a year, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, was there ever thoughts of doing it more frequently, whether it's every quarter, every six months? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I just can't. I, I Initially, I hand wrote all the envelopes, 
you know, just so they really <laughs> would think they were getting something special for years. I hand wrote them, oh but my. Um, I know. And then I thought, oh, I've got to switch <laughs> the labels. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I couldn't imagine doing it more than once a year. But I know that is the rule of thumb. You should do it quarterly. You know, I've sure. been ingrained to believe that, but uh, or to do that. But I don't. And it hasn't. It really, I don't think has hurt me, but mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> no, I think, I think, I mean, you know, a lot of people provide mailers. I mean, I do mailers for a farm and, um, you know, there's all these different things you can send them, right? You can send them postcards, you can send them letters, but that aspect of a newsletter, uh, I've heard a lot of people have a lot of great success for that. Just like, this is kind of what's been going on in this case, in your case for, you know, the last year, so here's some value yeah, that you may not know about. Mm -hmm. Um, and especially if they see that repeatedly year after year, in, in your case, they've actually even saved it. That means it's clearly worth, and it's very valuable to them to have even saved it, not just throw in the trash. So right. that's, that's yeah. kudos. And maybe the first class mailing thing <laughs> might, <laughs> might, might, might also show that too, instead of like a, a regular stamp, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does cost more, but my theory is that it'll come back to me. And if it's a wrong address, I get to correct my database. So it's a pretty good database. It's being corrected every year. Wow. Very good. Yeah. That is awesome. So no, thank you so much for sharing all the insights. I mean, it's, it's incredible of how you've grown the business and you just grown it through, um, just kind of in a sense, slowly, but, uh, from, uh, you know, you're not spending much marketing dollars from that perspective. But mm -hmm. it's also the best business, right? It's, I mean, this is the thing that uh, no technology will ever replace. It's just that confidence from other people and that trust from other people, which is amazing. So how can people learn a little bit more about your era if they wanted to reach out? Uh, what's the best way of people getting in touch with you? Um, I would say either text or email. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go my, and share? Or my, website, or my website, you know, but um, I would say text or email is probably best. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to share it on this on this line here? Sure. Do I Whatever. just in the chat box there? Uh, no, actually, you can just oh. literally say it, and people oh. will listen. Yeah, <laughs> literally say it. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, my website is soniafindshomes.com. S O N I A F I N D S H O M E S dot com is my website, and my um, my email is sonia dot johnson at exprealty.com. Wonderful. And then if anybody wants to potentially work with you, they can maybe send a note too. I, it sounds like you haven't locked one in just yet. So if anyone's listening, maybe you want to send your resume and your profile of why you think it, you would be a good fit to work with Sonia. It doesn't <laughs> hurt to get more candidates, right? Sure. Sure. Um, and then, and uh, so that, that would be helpful for, for anyone that's listening too. Well, Sonia, thank you so much again for your time it's been really great to learn about the local area and uh, everyone else thank you for tuning in as usual i'll see you at the next show thank Bye you now. very much spencer take care You're welcome bye-bye mm, all right thank you so much for making it to the very end of my podcast if you are tired of renting in the bay area are a homeowner looking to do a trade-up for a bigger home or are a real estate investor i would love to connect click on the calendarly link and let's set up a time to talk it's never too early to talk about options and to work out a game plan. I also do have an email newsletter, so sign up on the link in the show notes, or you're welcome to watch all of my content on YouTube. See you at the next one.